All right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS This Is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 183. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS This Is Awesome. Visit us on Twitter at PS This Is Awesome and Tumblr at PS This Is Awesome.tumblr.com. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at Anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at JakeSaw01. And as always, you can write the show at PS, this is awesome, at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends and be sure to leave comments and rate our podcast as you see fit. As a reminder, this is a video podcast as well, which you can watch the show if you prefer. But with all of that out of the way, Jake, how are you doing today? Uh, pretty good. If it's if I'm rubbing my eye the whole time, it's because I got. Have you you ever get a goober in your oh. eye that you just cannot get out? Yeah, yeah. No matter what you do, I got one of those. Sorry, it's to like hear not that. big enough that you can just kind of like push it out. It's like one of those ones that like you really got to get in there or use eye drops or something. Something, yeah, yeah. I get crusties once in a while. I don't get them as much in my older age. Surprisingly, I must just have less less like liquid in my eyes. You know what I mean? Less, Could be. I'm just so sad all the time. I, I'm out of. I'm out of tear material. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine is just from allergies. To be honest with you, yeah, that's probably it. Uh, I know the pollen's getting kind of bad around here, but <clears throat> cool. Well, all right. Yeah, uh, it's Friday. We're recording the podcast, and um, you know, I, I think that now would be a good time, Jake, real quick, to just address the uh, elephant in the room. Elephant being our consistency with the show, or lack of consistency, rather, with the latest episode publishing, this episode and the one prior. Uh, We've been super transparent for our listeners. Uh, Summer is upon us. We enjoy our summers, Jake, and we both work full-time jobs. And with all the music I do, and now you're starting to do with me, I definitely feel like we're justified in claiming that at least I'm working two full-time jobs. You're working, you do a ton of crap, so we're really busy. So if you're still listening, I just wanted to reiterate that Jake and I both appreciate you, uh, and we appreciate that you found our little Diamond in the Rough podcast, and we wish for you to keep listening to the show. We haven't stopped or ended the show, and it's just going to be a little less consistent probably during the summer months, but the content will always remain the same quality. But yeah, man, uh, games we're playing... Uh, Jake, I, I'm really enjoying the one part of MLB the show that I didn't have any interest in, and that was the Diamond Dynasty. I think I talked about it a little bit mm-hmm. on the last show, and it's still holding my interest. Uh, collecting the cards, doing the daily missions, doing the, the monthly unlocks, getting new packs, building my team, playing other people, unlocking the old the old vintage baseball cards and bringing like Hank Aaron into, into my team. It's like really fun. He's actually a, a guy I have on the bench just for pinch hitting for my pitchers right now, Hank Aaron. So that's kind of cool. But I've been enjoying MLB The Show 2021. Um, I did hop in and play the first set of missions for the campaign for Battlefield Five, And I guess uh, initial impressions, it's an older game, but... Uh, I'm not as impressed as I am with this as I was for Battlefield One, the World War One game. I think it's fine. It's not as good. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not as good. It's more open or something. It seems like the what they're doing is just introducing you to the multiplayer maps, and they're not really giving you much of a linear story. I mean, they're trying to build it in there, but it just seems like they put less time into the into the campaign. 
it seems like they just tried to they just tried to copy and paste the magic of Battlefield One, and it just it just looks the game just seems kind of lazy in that regard to me. Yeah, it's not a bad game though by any stretch. I mean, it's fine. No, no, it's it's still quality. It just is. It's I mean, after Battlefield after Battlefield One. One, it's just not as good. I concur. So on top of that, Jake. Uh, we all know it's Friday we're recording this. I think I mentioned that earlier. Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart came out today. And I picked it up, but I haven't even attempted to start it. But I did unhinge my HDMI cables from my VR setup on my PS5 to wire the one. And it was a pain, kind of. I had to wire the cable directly. Well, I pulled the uh, the cable from the PS5 to the VR uh, breakout box, and I plugged it into my... My ARC input, which is HDMI 3 on my Sony TV, and then I figured that would be enough, powered up the PlayStation, but my Sony TV needed a reboot because it wasn't like, it was still trying, it, it would like recognize that what was plugged into it was the PlayStation 5, so it kept defaulting to HDMI 1, and every time I would put it back to HDMI 3, which is the higher level HDMI for the PlayStation 5, uh, it would couple couple seconds it would go right back to hdmi one because it identified it as the ps5 and that's where it was last plugged into so i had to like reset the the tv uh, not reset it but i had to like do like a manual turn it off completely turn off my playstation completely booted them all back up separately and then they communicated right but then my sound wasn't working and then i had to adjust some sound issues with the playstation 5 it was kind of a mess like so switching from vr to Non-VR, bypassing the breakout box, which just kind of, it's, it's a pain, man. I don't think I'm going to be diving back into VR in a while. So I'm all set up for Ratchet and Clank, though. I'm really excited to get my, get my mitts wet uh, playing that game, man. So I just ordered the camera adapter for the PS5, mm-hmm. and I finally did it because I was... Uh, we were doing some cleaning last weekend and I part of the cleaning was I took my PS4 off of my entertainment center and put it back in its original box and put it in the closet Yeah, (laughs) because I have no reason for it anymore all my PS4 games I can play on my PS5 you know if I want to do VR I can do it on the PS5 even though it's going to be a pain in the ass so anyway I I ordered this thing and I don't understand like they ship it to you yeah, but they have a you have they require a signature via FedEx for you to get this fucking dongle, dude. I didn't have to sign and for mine, and it's like, yeah. Well, how they send it to me is I have to have a signature, and so I hate this shit. It's like it's why are you requiring a signature for? So I have to call FedEx. And I have to like figure out a way. I either have to reroute it to the office where somebody can sign for it when I'm at work. Or I have to try and, you know, they probably have a way that you can verify your identity and just like approve it for them to just like leave it there. Yeah. They used to have, they used to leave a a form on your door that you could just fill out, sign it and leave it on the door. And then they would leave it the next time. Well, they don't do that anymore. I think you can print the form. I think you can print the form from your house if you have a printer and then you might, yeah, it's like a waiver. Like you're waiving the responsibility of needing to sign for it. And then you might have to like scan it and email it to them or like, it's some sort of crazy thing, and I don't think you can just stick it on your door. Maybe you can. I don't know, but just seems sorry to hear it that. Just seems weird. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really care, and 
uh, you know, it's not like I'm really itching to jump into VR anytime soon, but, um, but I've been actually playing a lot of shit. Yeah. Not, I mean, not, not, I haven't been playing a ton of games, but I've played a bunch of different stuff over the past two weeks, couple weeks, because it's been two weeks since we podcast. Like I played, um, what was I playing? So I was playing Returnal and I beat that. And then after I beat Returnal, I actually started playing Outriders. Um, Because I don't know if you remember, we talked about it on the podcast. I played the demo for it whenever it was out. And so, and I thought it was pretty cool. And I was like, oh, I might jump into this, but I don't really want to pay for it. Well, it's on Game Pass. So I started playing that. Yeah. And it's really good. I'll be honest. Like, it runs like shit on the Xbox One S, which is like the last gen Xbox One base console. Mm -hmm. So not like the X, which is like the ps4 pro basically so it's it's basically like the same as like the base ps4 and it doesn't run very good i mean it runs well enough like i've gotten used to it but it like everything's kind of sluggish in it but i'm still having a lot of fun um i jumped in and played the demo for scarlet nexus Mm. which which I thought looked really cool. It's like a Japanese action RPG hack and slashy kind of game. Um, the concept looks really cool. The systems and the combat seem really cool. Um, but I don't like the way that it controls. There's there's a like like when you lock onto enemies, you expect that when you press the attack button you're going to like lunge and attack towards the enemy you're locked onto, yeah, right? Right. Well, in this game, it's like it will do that. You ha- you still have it'll like it locks the camera onto that enemy. It's like it locks the camera onto that enemy but not the attacks. So like when you attack, if you like keep mat cuz it's a little bit hack and slashy. So if you keep mashing the attack button to kind of keep doing like a this light attack with your sword or whatever, if you don't like keep readjusting to the enemy, you'll just start like swinging and like walking away from the enemy while you swing. That's frustrating. Like it's it's very it's very annoying. And it makes the combat really difficult. Especially when like there's a lot of different enemies kind of attacking you at the same time. So, but that said, I mean, I don't know if they're going to fix that or not. It seems like it's a, it, it might be a, um, a little bit of a fundamental issue with the combat. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a game that I'm actually going to play. I just thought it looked really interesting, so I wanted to give it a try. Sure. Um, and then I started playing Ratchet and Clank. Oh, you today. did. All right. Yeah. Um, and. I haven't heard anything about this, but I actually had a pretty big problem with it right off the bat. And what happened was that I was about 20, 25 minutes into the game Mm -hmm. and I fell off of like a ledge. So like, you know, you fall and then it like fades to black and then it respawns to your last checkpoint or whatever you fell off. And... I fell off and it faded to black, never came back, never came back, never came back, never came back. Like every 30 seconds, my controller would like 
slightly rumble. Yeah. And then it would just go and everything would Weird. stay dead. No music, no nothing. So finally I was like, okay. And I go back to the main PlayStation screen and I say to close Ratchet and Clank. And it brings up the screen, like the Ratchet and Clank splash screen. And it's like closing game. And it's got the little like scrolly bar. Yeah. And I waited and I waited and I waited and I waited. Wouldn't close the game. Wouldn't close the game. Wouldn't close the game. Finally, I was like, okay. And I walked up and I pulled the power cord out of my PS5. Because oh. when it's in that close, when it's when it's in that closing game state, you can't access the P- the PlayStation menu. You can't access anything. I like bricked it for until a it's done doing yeah. that. So I walk up. I pull the power cord out of my PS5. Mm-hmm. Plug it back in, start it back up, repair storage, do all that bullshit, get back into the thing. I go to load the game, corrupted my entire save data. I had to start from the beginning. How far were you? I, like I said, I was only like 25, 30 minutes into the game. So it wasn't your- like it it wasn't like this huge thing Mm. but i got back into it and i got back to where i was and i got a little bit farther than that and that's all that i've played yeah um seems great i mean i haven't like i said i haven't gotten that far you know i i got to the they introduced like the the tear mechanic pretty early yeah where you're like, you know, pulling the dimensional pockets towards you or whatever. And it literally is just like you stand still and the world just like moves to you. Like it's really, really cool how they did it. The graphics are amazing. Even in fidelity mode, it runs really well. I thought I was going to have to move to performance mode because I nowadays I just like can't stand playing games that are low frame rate yeah. after playing the PS5 for so long. Right. But it seems like it's it's definitely greater than 30 frames and it looks really good. So I have no reason to jump to 60 to jump to performance mode just yet. Um, That's interesting. So you're playing it on I, extra I'm, high graphics. Though I might I might but I'm always hesitant to do it if I'm comfortable playing it the way it is because I know as soon as I switch to performance mode, I'll never go back until the game's done. Yeah. I just can't. You you can't go back. Like, once you turn to 60 frames, you can't go back to 30 frames playing. It just feels like it's... It feels like it's lagging. Yeah, it like feels it's, worse. There's something wrong with it. So, but that said, it's... Ratchet and Clank. I mean, it's just like the 2016 remake. I mean, but it looks way better. They introduced the um, the female Lombax, uh Rivet. Yeah. They introduced her really early. So you get to see her a little bit. I haven't really played it. I haven't played as her yet, but they introduce like, they kind of show you. They do like that movie trope where like the, it likes, you know, I, I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm not going to say anything, That's fine. but like you do, you do see rivet at the beginning and, and then you see ratchet and you know, you play as ratchet. I've only played as ratchet at the, so far, Okay, but it's, they, they've said, they've showed it in the trailer where ratchet and clank, they get split up and then rivet kind of finds clank mm-hmm. and then that's kind of where things start getting connected things kind of start and they've, they've said that in the trailer so that's not really a spoiler yeah and i've kind of i literally just got to the point where ratchet and clank get split up and that's all i've far i've gotten so maybe like 40 minutes into the Man, game i can't I mean, wait not, i can't wait to play super, it it's it seems like it's really good i mean 
it's I I'm always excited whenever I can play a game like this because it's not the humor this it's dark innocent. shootery thing it's like innocent it's colorful it's fun it's very platformy but it also it has like shooteriness what a, to it what a breath like, of fresh air during after the year we've all had yeah so it's it's really enjoyable so far and i honestly can't wait to play more i i'm really kind of hoping that 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 problem i had with the i don't know we'll just call it a crash is just like a fluke thing because I haven't and I mean I only watched one or two reviews or read one or two reviews about it and nobody else made any comments about yeah, it I haven't so seen anything about it I've been staying kind it of could dark. be it could be that it's you know it's just a fluke thing you know maybe it's something that I had running on my PS maybe because I had you know uh, Netflix running in the background like something goofy happened and yeah I don't know. Like these, these things happen. Well, yeah, I'm, I am more than excited. So ratchet and clank is on my PlayStation five right now. It's on yours. So I would expect us to talk more about it on the next show, but we also have a strange connection. And I mentioned this many episodes ago. We, we might be able to bring us, bring a special guest onto the podcast. And uh, I don't want to get into too many details, but it's somebody who is connected to Ratchet and Clank and, and the, the the developer. So we'll we'll see. I might try to pull some strings, Jake. So maybe we can get something like that lined up now that it seems relevant. You know what I mean? I I don't expect them to be able to talk much on the game, but uh, it would be kind of cool to talk with somebody who's affiliated with uh, the the studio. So yeah, you might want to find out like. Because we don't really even know what their role I is. I do. Yeah, I know what they do. You do? Yeah. Within the studio? Yeah. I believe they're, they're some sort of... Uh, uh, I don't. I can't pull it up right now. Some sort of uh, quality control tester, oh, cool. something like that for the... I don't think it's a lot on the program side. I do know what's interesting is is uh, one of our listeners it's relative one of our listeners so we're, we're kind of graced with this opportunity and I don't want to let it just slide and, and uh, the individual said that they uh, last time that the, the listener talked to him said that he would be interested in checking out the show and jumping on and talking with us so we'll see if that still stands and if it does maybe we'll bring him onto the show that'd be kind of fun for the podcast and I think it would give us a little bit of credibility right. yeah it'd be cool yeah yeah so maybe we'll have that plan down the road here um, so let's move forward a little bit and Jake you made a mention of Returnal earlier and how you've been playing that and I want to say that in episode 182 you talked quite a bit about it and I kind of razzed you about it because you said oh, I figured out a pro tip here's a pro tip you just aim towards the enemies and you just fucking just blast them you know and and I kind of made yeah. a joke about it we had someone write in on our YouTube channel and they said is Jake looking down his sights for Returnal I have read you shouldn't but you shouldn't but others say you should and then I said that's a good question I'll ask him on 183 and then they wrote back and said I think looking down the sights reveals the weak points of enemies so can you clarify at all on that for the listeners so they're not wrong about how like it reveals the weak points on the enemies Mm -hmm. um 
But that said, I mean, if you've played the game for more than an hour, you know where all the weak points are on the enemies. So, like, that part of it is not super important. I will say that when I use most of the guns in the game, I aim down the sights. Okay. Unless I'm in some sort of, like, really frantic situation where I'm just trying to keep myself alive. That, That gun that I was talking about in the last game, the pylon launcher, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. You just don't need to. Like you literally don't need to look down the site. It's just a wreck. And that's what gun. makes it that's what makes it kind of a hack is that you can just focus on dodging and just firing this gun. And it just does the work for you. And it does the work for you. I see. So now it doesn't it doesn't the pylons don't target the weak points on the enemies but they do consistent damage while they're like shooting laser beams at it so it's like uh i don't know i like i said i mean other people may want to play it differently and i would i would guess that like the more pro players probably don't play it that way they're probably much they're much more able to use like like i'm sure there's someone that could beat the game with the pistol that you start out with mm-hmm. but like <laughs> excuse me that game is super hard, so I took every advantage that I could possibly get, and that was the easiest way I could find to beat it. Mm-hmm. So, to answer this person's question, yes, I aim down the sights in most circumstances with most weapons. The only times that I don't are when... That's just to be more accurate. The only times that I don't are when I'm in a high-stress situation and I need to keep my that my ability, my attention focused on dodging, or if I'm using that particular weapon where you, it just really, you don't need to. Great. So, um, thanks for the clarification, Jake. That. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad. Thanks for writing into the show. You can write in. We post these episodes on YouTube. Um, feel free to comment on them. If you have anything you want to say, we will address it on future episodes. If it's a legitimate I, question, what's up? Not not to cut your spiel off yeah. because I do agree with everything you're saying about people writing in, but I hope this game is at some point going to be a PS Plus game. I almost guarantee it. Yeah, and I hope that if for whatever reason you don't get it beforehand, you play it when it comes out on PS Plus. Because, dude, when I look back, like when I look back at my experience with this game, I I really like. It. Okay, cool. And I haven't played it in a while, but it is. I, I will say that, you know, it's not for everyone and it is very punishing. And you know, what's funny is like, I've listened to other podcasts. Yeah. Like we've, we've mentioned uh, sacred symbols on this podcast before. Yeah. Um, that's like the biggest place. Your podcast. Right? So everybody crew, knows that. Yeah. And did you know the yeah, one guy so, from Pennsylvania? Like, did you know that? Dustin? Yeah, the yeah, he's from pretty close to us. Dude, actually. I think if they ever caught wind of our podcast, they would think we're just stealing everything from them because like <laughs> the format is very similar. They get a lot of their news from Push Square and we and we listen to their show uh because we like PlayStation and we're fans and we I, I don't know, I think they have a lot of really good points and I I like their podcast. Um but I think I think if they ever found out about PS This Is Awesome, they'd probably not like it. I, I don't know. I feel like they'd be like, man, who are these hacks? Like, I don't know that they would really care. I think I think it's a, there's a lot of... Uh, it's a lot of little... It's like the music industry, right? Like, people yeah. inspire other people, right? And, and it's not like we have the same We dynamic. had video it's, before they did, just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's not like, uh, you know, I think it's one of those things where... Um, for me, it's unfortunate 
because a lot of times we do this podcast before I've heard their most recent. We end up having a lot of similar conversations. It's weird. So we have, we have a lot of similar because the news is the same, right? right? So we have a lot of similar conversations and I'm sure a lot of podcasts do. And maybe we even have a lot of similar points. A lot of it is just common sense. (laughs) That is true. A lot of what we say is just common sense on this show. But it's like, it's like I, my biggest concern is with other podcasts is that like, like we'll do a podcast and we'll you and I will have a conversation and then like a week later, I'll listen to another podcast and they'll say the exact fucking same thing we do. And it'll be a bigger podcast than us. Yeah. And I'll just be I like, I think we stole it. Or something. I wonder if people think that we just like listen to other people's opinions and take them. regurgitate. And it's not like, yeah. And it's not like, and I won't deny <clears throat> being inspired by other podcasts. Sure. You know, we've, we've talked about, um, like in the past, we haven't mentioned them in a while, but we've talked about obviously sacred symbols. Before that, there was you know podcast beyond. We talked about uh, married to the games. We've talked about PlayStation Nation. You know, like like some the really good PlayStation, PlayStation podcast. Blogcast, podcast, right? The official PlayStation blogcast. Like there, we're fans there first. You know what I mean? Really That's the thing. Like we're fans podcast, first, right? Right. So it's it's easy to be. It's easy to be influenced, even subconsciously, about it. But I think that we we do try to have um, our own objective opinions. Dude, about we offer a lot. I think. I think subjective. Yeah, I dude. I think my age. I think my age helps our podcast because I'm older. You know, I, I think that helps because a lot of these. I don't know how old these other people are, but I feel like I'm pretty pretty old to be like a, a gamer out there, like doing this to this to this level you know what i mean like talking openly yeah. about it i think it's i think it's much more common and acceptable now than it was maybe 10 years ago when we started for someone yeah. of your age to be like a, a, a an avid gamer yeah but uh anyway like the reason why i, I mean we, we got off on a yeah, 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 yeah. the reason why i brought up sacred symbols is because those guys were all talking about how like I think Colin specifically mentioned in like one of the most recent episodes that he just beat the third biome and he's like 40 or 50 hours into the game. Yeah. And I'm like this dude is a way better gamer than me. He has right. to be. Yeah, he has like, to be. That's he's lived eat breathe chat He's a video game guy. Video games, yeah. Like, he plays... He, like, he talks about how he plays video games, like, 50 hours a week. Well, he, ma- he I made play video games like Yeah, I mean, it's what he's Yeah, done. he makes a living off of it. I play video games, like, six hours a week, seven yeah. hours a week. And I'm not tooting my own horn here or anything. I'm just, like... It's weird to me how some games... Jake's like trying this, to flex right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but some games like this, like... There's, like, a there's like some sort of like a mind game to it. You know what I mean? Where certain people kind of like grab onto yeah. it and they can get good at it and they, they get a strategy. But there was also like a, like we mentioned before an RNG element where maybe I just like got good drops and he did yeah. it. And I don't know, but like yeah. to hear those three guys on that show talk about how they struggled getting through the third boss and the third, to be fair, the third biome is by far the hardest yeah. in that game. And, it took me, you know, probably four or five hours to get through it, 
but after that, I just kind of like literally blew through the rest of yeah, the game. You, you so, said if you got through the third one, it was just you did it all in one sitting. Yeah, so. so like it's really it's really strange to me to hear other people's kind of take on it when I don't consider myself like I'm not good at first person shooters or just shooters in general. I'm really bad at like aiming. I'm bad at competitive multiplayer. Like I just so like when I hear all these people talking about you know how hard it is and then you hear we hear other guys like the guy that reviewed it on IGN said he beat the story in like 18 hours which to me seems fucking ridiculous sure it, can it happen, took me almost uh, you know? it took me almost 30 right so um but anyway do we i've been fucking talking about returnal for a month now yeah we let's talk not talk about else. it except for the last one of the news points is that returnal is actually getting a, yet another patch to balance the game even more so Great. That's it's honestly the more they balance it, the better because it was getting better whenever I beat it, but I was still like kind of in the launch window where it was just they were just trying to kind of make it good, yeah. and um, it was pretty rocky at the start. So the- just just in terms of the balance and the drops. I mean, other than that, I mean, the game ran and like performed great. It was just the balance and the drops was the big problem with yeah, it. Yeah, by the time I get my mitts on it, man, it'll be perfect. Hey, but before we get on with the news, uh, most of the uh, returning listeners, uh, thanks for being here again. I'll add again. And uh, new listeners, thanks for checking out the show. Uh, we normally do a news section where you go over some news points that happen. Now, we have two weeks to cover. We're not going to touch all the news points, that just the ones that I thought were kind of relevant to happen and stuff that's a little more relevant now than they were a, a week ago. But before we get on with that, uh, we do uh, pull a lot of our news from Push Square uh, that we just oh, conversational pieces and whatnot. Jake's having a problem over there, it looks like. So I I, I, uh, I threw away a bunch of old computers recently. Yeah. And when you throw away e-waste, as you may know, they will not take hard drives. Like you can't throw away a computer if it has a hard drive in it. Yeah. And so I got rid of all this shit and I've got like a stack of like fucking nine or 10 hard drives. And I'm like, what do I do with this? Yeah. Just like smash it into a million pieces and uh, throw it in the garbage. I like, know. I don't even know. I don't know what you do with that crap. It, it, anyway, continue. I'm yeah. sorry. I just, I not, the reason why I said it is I, I just knocked a stack of hard drives. Yeah, I heard you say, oh no. When I was trying to open the window. But uh, anyways, it's fucking yeah, we got our news from Push Square and uh, for a while, Jake, you and I were doing like little quizzes that they would put up on there and it was kind of fun. Like I'd quiz you and then we'd go over things. But uh, they have graced us with another 20 question segment that we're just going to ratchet right off their site um, and use for our podcast, uh, which you guys can read and take part um, in on their website, but these 20 questions are focused on making E3 predictions, which you normally don't do on the show, so I thought it'd be fun for Jake and I to quickly hash out the questions on Push Square as they pertain to E3, and this is a big E3 week, and uh, there is now a loose E3 schedule flying around the internet, but I have the questions up here, Jake, and we can just rip through them real quick. Ready? Sure. Question number one. Sony it, Sony is avoiding E3 again this year, but we're still going to see plenty of games that are coming to PlayStation platforms. Xbox Showcase may or may not host a number of third-party titles. Will more than three games also coming to PS5 or PS4 be shown at the Xbox press conference? I'm going to say, yeah. Um... I'm going to be contrarian and say no, just because Microsoft now has like 25 or 30 first party studios since they bought Bethesda and all this shit. There's no games yet, though. They've, well, 
but they got a lot of stuff in the fucking oven, right? Sure. So they 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 could potentially run an hour, and they're splitting their conference with Bethesda. Remember, so yeah. it's entirely possible that. And I think that they're going to want to double down on Game Pass and like exclusives coming to Game yeah, Pass maybe. day one and all the shit. So not to say that the, the the games that they're getting on Game Pass won't also. I think what you're going to see is they're going to talk about like, oh, we got game, bleh, yeah, for Game Pass day one. But that game might also be coming to PlayStation. Right, right, right. So we, I mean, I think I think they're going to focus on their product, but. Three games. I think you're probably right, but I'm just going to go out on a limb and say no. All right. Well, the majority of people who answered that question agreed with me and technically probably agreed with you, but you're just being contrarian just to be Jacob today. I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah, so 79% of the 555 votes said yes, they think that will happen. Question number two. We'll try to get through these semi-quick, but they are interesting questions. Beyond Good and Evil 2 has been missing in action for ages now, and its future is fairly uncertain, at least from the outside looking in. Will Beyond Good and Evil to be mentioned at all during Ubisoft's showcase? Uh, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say no. And the reason why I say no is because it's been so long that I it's think they might want to sweep this fucking game under the rug. Either, either they're going to come out, like you're saying, they're going to come out and they're going to be like, it's out like this fucking year for yeah, sure. Right. Here's Christmas, the date. holidays, whatever. Or they're not going to talk about it at all. Fair enough. Well, the majority... I can't see them just coming out and being like, here's more fucking shit about this game that should have come out 20 years ago. Well, here's the thing. The majority <laughs> of people, Jake, agree with you. Um, so we're going to leave it at that. Uh, less people surprisingly answered this question than the first question. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but well, most most people, most gamers now have literally no connection to Beyond Good and Evil or, so or any really attention span. So they probably answered one question and said, "Let's see what else is going on." Uh, question number three: Final Fantasy. 16 was announced during Sony's big PS5 event last year. It's tough to say whether more footage will be saved for PlayStation's next show or whether it'll go big at E3 or both. Will Final Fantasy 16 get new gameplay footage at Square Enix's showcase? Uh, I'm I'm going to say no. I'm going to... And I'll say why. Because they don't want to shoot their load all at once. And they... They're doing all this intergrade crap with Final Fantasy right now. I think they're going to put this out a little bit. Go ahead. Um, I'm going to agree with you. I think that it's possible that they could show 16 there. Um, but it was just a, some kind of conceptual trailer, like CG trailer a when they revealed the PS5. So, like, I don't know. I think you have a point there about them not wanting to do too much Final Fantasy in one kind of showcase. But at the same time, I mean, Final Fantasy is like the bread and butter. I mean, it's not the full bread and butter of Square Enix, but it's it's like a big deal for them. So it entirely like if they have something to show, they could show it. But I would be I would actually be more likely to think that it would show up 
in a like PlayStation State of Play or something. Yeah, that's than at this conference. That's what I'm thinking. Um, so I'm going to agree with you on that. All right. Well, we're both in the minority here because the majority of people think that it will be shown. Uh, as a follow-up, will Final Fantasy 16 get a release date or release no. window at the Square Enix showcase? No. <laughs> I mean, everybody Anything's agrees. possible. Actually, this is a, close, this is a close, close one, but 59 to 41, 59 say no. Question five. Now, this is interesting, I think. Did you, you didn't answer. Do you agree with me or no? Yeah, it's not getting a release date, dude. Yeah. There's no way. Okay. Excuse me. Question five. Capcom has outlined its E3 showcase promising updates on games they have already that have already been announced, but will there be more to the Japanese publisher's event than meets the eye? Will Capcom make a new PS5 game announcement during E3? Well, Resident Evil Village just came out, so unless the, as far as their Resident Evil stuff is concerned, unless it's like Unless it's like DLC, maybe it's DLC for Resident Evil Eight. Maybe it's like this multiplayer mode that they were talking about. They're saying for Resident a straight Evil. new PS Five game announcement. Uh, like a like a like a new game yeah. or just new stuff generally. No, a new game announcement. Okay, so if they're not including DLC, because I I can definitely see them doing a Village DLC. I'm gonna say, have they announced Street Fighter Six yet? I, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, because I, I could definitely see that if they haven't announced Street Fighter Six yet, I can definitely see that. Especially with Sony having a big share of the whatever the game tournament thing. The, but I think uh, let me chime in a little bit. I think that E three has a little less little less pull. There wasn't an E three last year, so either this one's going to be huge or it's going to be minimal. And it's I think for the most part, it's going to be mainly online. So, and they're breaking all these showings up differently. I mean, Capcom clearly isn't afraid of having their own events because they were doing that for Resident Evil quite a bit. So, I don't think they're going to show... If they do announce a game, we're not going to see much from it. And I don't even know what it would be. Maybe Street Fighter 6, like you're saying. But I would love to see a new Capcom game. Something that, like, uh, is a throwback to a classic, but like is vamped for the PS5. Like it's a it's a new installment to something. I don't know what that would be, but it would be cool to see something like maybe that. like a. I mean, I think it would be cool if they did like. Uh, I mean, they just recently did Mega Man Eleven, yeah, because that's one of the ones I was thinking about. Well, Konami does Contra, so I don't know what Capcom would would pull out of their asses, but. It would be cool to see something. I'm going to say no on this. They're not going to announce a new a new PS5 game. Jake? Yeah, I think I would agree with you there. <laughs> Most people say they will. 70% of people think they're going to announce a new PS5 game. All right, Cyberpunk 2077 has been in desperate need of positive press since its launch last year. If CD Projekt Red has anything to announce, updates, DLC, a release date for PS5 version, E3, make a good stage. Will Cyberpunk 2077-related announcement be made during E3? I'm going to say no. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think that Cyberpunk... Unless they're literally going to come out, the only way that I could see them that would be smart for them to come out on stage is if they came out on stage and they were like, look, we got a patch almost ready that's going to fucking fix it, fix everything. Or the next gen versions are available tomorrow. 
Like, unless they got some, like, literally monster news. Yeah, dude, there's nothing. It would be... It would be it would be such bad PR for them to come out and try and talk about this game when everyone's just like, go back and fix the fucking game. Yeah, I don't even want to know about the free DLC they promised. I, I don't care about it. Yeah. They just need to fix the fucking game first. So I don't think it's time for any kind of related announcement, uh, DLC release date for a PS5 version. I think we're so far away from that. I think they're shifting some of their attention right now, CD Projekt Red, towards The Witcher 3. Because uh, there's going to be a news point about that, and uh, you know how The Witcher Three and Netflix are teaming up for something special soon. So I think they've been focusing on The Witcher lately, and I think they're just letting Cyberpunk just kind of slowly resolve. You know, I, I don't know. We'll see. Question seven: We already know Assassin's Creed's Valhalla will be part of the Ubisoft forward, but a lot of rumors surrounding the future of the series have been swirling. Will Ubisoft tease the next Assassin's Creed game during E3? I'm saying no. We just got Valhalla. Val, yeah, I hope not. I hope they don't fall into that trope again. So si- they need yeah. to just—they need to give it a year to breathe. Yeah, people agree with us. Question eight: Heavy rumors of a brand new Final Fantasy title have been circulation for a few weeks now. But do you have faith in them? Will Square Enix announce a new Final Fantasy title, not including remasters at E3? What about Final Fantasy sixteen? Isn't that new? I think they—they they mean something that hasn't been announced yet. So, like, I like. To me, I've always, I've always wanted them to do a remake or a remaster or something of Final Fantasy VI, Mm -hmm. just because I love that. I don't know. Have you played that one? I don't. At this point in my life, I don't know which ones I've played and which ones I haven't. Final Fantasy VI is the one with like the mechs. They call it Magitech armor. Yeah, I played it. Um, I don't remember it, but I played it. It's so good. It's it's honestly. It honestly might be my favorite Final Fantasy. Well, let me tell you this. But go ahead. I would say the answer to this question is the most evenly answered yes, no. So I'm curious to hear what you have to say. I would say I'm going to go ahead and say no, but I hope that I'm wrong. I said yes. And I hope that I'm wrong because they're coming, they're, they're remastering some, you know, thing. Hmm. But I think, actually, you know what? I think there was rumors of them, like, announcing a new Dissidia game or something like yeah, that, which know. is like, a, Dissidia is like Final Fantasy fighting game or something okay. like that. It's, it's some shit that, like, I don't care about. So it's possible. I'm going to go ahead and say no, because I I, I, I don't want it unless it's like a remake of one of the, some of the classics. Well, the, 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 or a real release, even. The readers of Push Square are voting 51% yes. 49% no. So it's pretty cut right down in the middle on that one. Um, so, question nine, Jake. Sony wasn't at E3. Uh, they're not going to be at E3 2021. But will they maybe announce their own upcoming press conference? Is PlayStation going to announce a showcase of its own while E3 is happening? Mm. I'm going to say no. If recent, if recent uh, kind of behavior plays into it at all, I would say no. They're gonna do like a, they're gonna stick with their state of plays. They might do like an extended state of play or have like a, you know, it's like a fancier kind of state of play for the E3 time. Sure. Or maybe they'll have multiple state of plays, but I don't think they're gonna do like a, like a live recorded 
fucking you know showcase or something like that yeah yeah yeah, so uh, I said no as well. 61% say no, 39% say yes. I'm going to skip question 10 because it's just one of those questions they throw in to make you laugh. has nothing to do with anything game-related, really. Question 11 is, uh, we've seen very, very little of action uh, RPG Babylon's Fall up until this point, but it's going to return Square Enix's E3 event. But it's going to return during... Will we get more than five minutes of Babylon's Fall gameplay footage at Square Enix's showcase? Let's say no. Five no. minutes on a thing? No. No way. Yeah. Everyone agrees with us. No. I, I, I'm guessing, like, it's possible that they could, um, you know, showcase Babylon's Fall. But, I mean, there are very few games... Pretty much only tentpole games get that kind of showcase. Yeah, that's treatment. a long showcase. Um, question: You know, I, yeah. I I could see them talking about it, but more than five minutes, eh, I don't see that. I don't know. I mean, it is a platinum game, so I guess it's entirely possible. But yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All right, hey, uh, I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I agree with you. So we're both right on that. <laughs> we're right already. It hasn't even happened. I know we're right. Thirty-six uh, percent of people said it, it was going to happen. Question twelve: Heavily rumored to be in development, a sequel to Dragon's Dogma would be a huge announcement for Capcom and fans of the original game. Will the words "Dragon's Dogma" be said at all during Capcom showcase? I'm going to say sure. Why not? Uh, I say no. All right, people agree with you. Fifty-six percent people agree with you. Question thirteen: Sorry, we know it might be painful, but it's a tradition that we ask about the potential future of Sam Fisher. Will a new Splinter Cell game be announced in no. <laughs> You don't have to finish the question. Okay, 83% no. of people say no. Uh, <laughs> I would love that. I, I think, you know, we haven't had a game. We haven't had a Splinter Cell game. I haven't. Honestly, the last Splinter Cell game I played, I think, was like the first or second Splinter Cell game. And I thought it was like literally when the first Splinter Cell came out, I was like, this is cool as fuck. Like yeah. I enjoyed Metal Gear Solid and all that, but Splinter Cell was the first one that was like truly like a stealth game where you have all of the tech and the night vision goggles and it's third person and it's active controls and you're fucking sneaking through the vents and shit. It's not this like isometric shit like when you're playing uh you know Metal Gear mm-hmm. and I really really liked the first Splinter Cell game. So I would love to see another one just to kind of be able to play it with my new kind of gamer mindset and see if I really care for it all that yeah. much still. But, uh, yeah, I don't think they're – I mean, they they very clearly don't give a shit about this franchise. So I'm going to say yeah, no. That's weird. Um, we have six questions left, and we're going to get on with the news. Uh, what's Lara Croft up to these days? We know that a new Tomb Raider game is in development, but perhaps it's too early to actually show it off. Which is what's funny is I said there wouldn't be a new Capcom game released. Uh, but Square Enix is usually associated with Capcom. Capcom never had anything to do with Tomb Raider, so I'm going to backpose Crystal Dynamics is what I'm thinking of. Uh, will Lara Croft show up in any capacity at Square Enix's showcase? I'm going to say yes on this. I think I think Lara, they did that uh, big 25th anniversary thing for Lara Croft recently or some sort of crazy thing. Talked about all the three games. They were going to do a definitive edition. Yeah, I think that she's going to show up. I don't know if the new... Tomb Raider game is going to show up, but I think Lara Croft's going to show up. 
Um, I could see it. It's been a two or three years since Shadow, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yeah, that I think. Yeah, came out. There was Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, then Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. I'd be. What I'm more curious about is less about whether or not it's coming out, and more curious about whether or not it's going back to Crystal Dynamics or if it's staying in a different studio. It's hard to say, man. Because I, I didn't play Shadow of the Tomb Raider, but my understanding was it was a decent game, but it wasn't as good as the other two. Yeah, they, they kind of slowly got worse, I think, because it became more open. It was weird. Yeah, I, I, I'll i be honest. I really liked the first one, but I I mean, I thought the first one, we've talked about this ad nauseum, yeah. but the first one played, I think, it, I thought it, it was one of those games where it was like, if you're comparing Uncharted and Tomb Raider, which is kind of hard not to, I think that... Tomb Raider played better, but Uncharted had a much better story. I agree. And characters. I, you know, I, I think Laura Croft is fine as a character, but like the story the surrounding world and everything, like it's just not it's just kinda goofy. Yeah. Yeah. I think we I think we see something though. Uh, majority of people disagree. Uh question fifteen. Uh you can get a pet crocodile in Far Cry six. That's all you need to know. Will an enemy be mauled by a reptile in the Far Cry 6 footage at Ubisoft Showcase? Yes. 100. 100%. 100%. 78% of people agree. Dude, have you seen the fucking... Did you put... I don't know if you put this in the news or not. I watched the, I haven't the gameplay it. reveal trailer of Far Cry 6, and it is fucking awesome. I cannot wait. I love Far Cry. I haven't <laughs> seen like Crocmaster, dude, the G.I. Joe figure. Anyways, Spider-Man is still meant to be coming to Marvel's Avengers at some point, and the game's going to get an update at Square Enix's E3 event. They already know this. Will Spider-Man show up at all? Yeah, of course. If they're going to talk about Probably. Marvel's Avengers and he's supposed to be in the game, yeah. 52. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can think of, the reason, only thing I can think the reason why it might not is because maybe Sony wants that for their own thing, because mm-hmm. Sony actually owns Spider-Man. So... Or the rights to whatever. I don't. It's really complicated. But yeah. so because Sony owns that IP, they may want to reveal that Spider-Man's coming to the Avengers in their own kind of videos. But that aside, I would say yeah, it's definitely going to be at Square. Fifty-two Enix. people, fifty-two uh, percent agree with us that he will show up at the Square Enix showcase. Uh, question 17. Recently rated for a PlayStation release in South Korea, Indie Darling Hades will make the jump eventually, but is E3 the right time to finally announce it? Will Hades finally be announced for PlayStation platforms during E3? Uh, that's a tough one. Uh, I think so. I think that I think it will happen. I think that it's important that it does, um, and I am really excited to play it because... Those guys do not make a bad game. Yeah. Uh, 80, uh, 64% of the answers agree with you, Jake. I agree with you as well. Sorry. Excuse me. I just burped. I just drank some soda and I burped. Uh, we, we're down to the last three questions of this awesome E3 uh, prediction thing, and I hope the listeners are enjoying our answers. It's unclear how involved Bandai Namco's E3 showcase will actually be, but maybe the publisher will surprise us. Will Bandai Namco announce a new PS5 game during E3? I don't, I don't know. I have no opinion on this. It's possible, Bandai right? Namco trying to think of what they might do I'm sure they have some IP that have not been they could definitely Scarlet Nexus you said you talked about that a little bit right yeah um 
I don't even know what they. I'd say it's. I'd say it's probably likely. Bandai Namco is a pretty, pretty robust publisher. I could definitely see them putting something out there. All right, all right. Let's see what they say. We're going to say, yeah, they are going to. And 66% people agree with us. Question 19, Gearbox just loves cringe-inducing lingo, and something tells us that it won't hold back during its dedicated E3 event. Will the word badass be said three or more times during Gearbox Entertainment Showcase? I'm going to say no to badass. (laughs) Yeah. Badass. Dude, they're gonna be talking about. They're gonna be talking about Borderlands. So probably. <laughs> All right. I'll change the answer to yes and see what they say. Yeah, people are saying yes, but the the actual word badass, though. I mean, they could say other things. Whatever happened to the word bitchin'? That was a cool word. I just watched Dude. Back to the Future, and uh, uh, he says that uh, whoever the hell the dude is, Jay Fox, he's like bitchin'. I don't know. It's a good word. You're going to bring some of this stuff back. Yeah. Bitchin', dude. <laughs> That's bitchin'. <laughs> That's such a weird word. I remember there was a video game for the Sega Genesis called Skitchin', and it was rollerblading, and you would hang on the back of car bumpers, and that was the game, and it was really, really fun. But on the back of the actual uh, case for the game, it said bitchin', and I was like, wow, I can't believe that's on the back of a Sega Genesis game. Like, I feel like, you know, a cuss word. That, that's, it was like pushing... I don't know. Bitchin's kitchen, dude. Yeah, dude's kitchen's bitchin', dude. And again, uh, I just couldn't even pronounce what I meant to say. Question 20, again, Sony isn't part of the E3 this year. But doesn't mean it has to stay silent. Will PlayStation release at least one new trailer for at least one of its upcoming first-party games while E3 is happening? Yes. What? That's that's no-brainer. I mean, I don't know. There's split right wrong. down the middle, 52 to 48, man. Well, the question, if I'm not mistaken, you said the question is, will Sony release a new trailer for one of its, for one first, of its upcoming IP? For one of its first party. Yeah. First party. During E3. Dude, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's going to be... I guess it's entirely possible that maybe they wait until E3's over to... Out of respect. You know, have have their state of play or whatever. All eyes on Sony. I mean... I would think that they would be putting something out there for Horizon or you know one of these other God of War. I do they could I could definitely see them coming out with a fucking God of War trailer. Yeah, if it, I don't even know if we're there yet, but I agree. Um man, I don't know. It's kind of kind of interesting. Okay, anyways, uh, there is a loose schedule for E3. Um, I was just going to rip through it real quick. Uh, first was the Summer Game Fest uh, thing. IGN did an expo. I think the expo already happened. Um, the expo was today at 1 p.m. Um, the Ubisoft Forward is tomorrow. Well, is Saturday the 12th, I should say. The Summer Game Fest Devolver Direct is Saturday, June 12th. Uh, I guess it's pointless for me to even talk about this because by the time people... No, there's a couple that are past... Let me see the Monday ones here. So if you're listening to this on Monday, let me get to it. There is some shit going on on Monday. Um, so the Indie Game Showcase, the E3 Indie Game Showcase is Monday the 14th. So maybe the day you're listening to this. Capcom 
has their uh, showcase. They're going to be holding their own showcase this year, providing updates on upcoming uh, software uh, Monday the 14th. And uh, the Nintendo Direct is going to have one on Tuesday the 15th. The Bandai Namco uh, presentation will be on Tuesday the 15th. E3 2021 official awards show. Uh, they're having an awards ceremony, apparently, um, and that's going to be Tuesday. So all the other showcases will have already happened probably by the time you've heard this. I don't think I'm going to upload this early. It's too much work. But um, it will. we'll put our podcast up on Monday. But that's the loose schedule. Um, but like I said, Jake, the Summer of Games kicked off this past week. We saw a lot of new game announcements, some new trailers. Probably most notably the first Elden Ring trailer was came out. And uh, we will bounce back to some discussion regarding some of those reveals later on in the show towards the very end. But uh, Kenna Bridge of Spirits had some more gameplay revealed at the Tribeca Game Spotlight. There's a lot of game shit going on. Uh, Ken is being developed by Ember Forge. It was already announced uh, pretty much a double-A price point. It wasn't a full-blown price point for this game, but I thought it looked really good. You can check out the uh, additional gameplay if you want to look it up. It looks nice. It looks pretty. It looks smooth. I'm excited for that game. I think it's I think it's going to do pretty well. Um, Jake, the game where uh, they announced uh, the state of play or something, the Sifu game where you age, that was like the that was the gimmick, that was the hook. Uh, it's a, it, oh, it's yeah. a fighting game. It got a new trailer. Uh, it was shown off at IGN's Game Expo today, um, or yesterday, rather. It might have been today. No, today's Friday, yeah, today. So this game interests me, but I'm still not like super crazy about it. You guys can watch that trailer. It's like a big bar fight and some pretty cool music, but... I don't, I don't know how a game like that's going to control. It's weird. There was a game back in the day for Nintendo called, like, King of Fighters, Fly, Flying Fighters. Or it wasn't King of Fighters. Flying Fighters, where you could actually hit, like, different different buttons would block. Like, you'd have to hit up on the D-pad, and if you hit A or B, it'd be your left arm and your right arm. And down on the D-pad would control your leg blocks. And But, like, if you hit left or right, then that would control how you punch and stuff. It was like you were controlling each appendage of the guy while you were fighting. It was really fun. It got really technical. But I don't know what this game's going to do. A game strictly based on hand-to-hand combat, um, you know, punching and kicking and maybe using pull cues and stuff, like a die and repeat. It seems like it's weird. It's a weird blend. I, I don't know how I feel about this Sifu game yet. Um, Dude, I've been... Uh, I'm Sifu... Seems interesting. It's not something that really interests. In I mean, it looks the concept is cool. I don't know if it's something that I'm interested in playing. Right. Um, but just to comment on what you said about Kenna Bridges Spirits, yeah. I've just been kind of like watching what they revealed today, mm-hmm. and uh, dude, this game looks really cool. It does. Like I, 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 I am excited to play it, and the fact that it's like a sub. $70 kind of price point and that, you know, they're just kind of trying to make something that's a little bit more um, accessible, accessible, like, you know, for all I know, it could be a steaming pile of garbage, but it just like the way that it looks, the way that it presents, it presents very, like, it's very heartwarming in its presentation. And I think that's one of those things that like, We've talked about this before, but like just because of everything that's happened in the past year and a half, like when I see a game like this that has a very heartwarming presentation, it just like I gravitate towards it because yeah, I'm more interested in playing something that makes me feel happy or even though the game might not necessarily be happy 
happy the whole time but if like the aesthetic and like the story and the art like the client like you know what what the story's trying to tell and everything is very lighthearted mm-hmm. you know like kenna has these little creatures that follow her around that are uh, i don't even know if the main character's name is kenna i'm just they look like higgledinies from uh, uh nino kuni 2 well, they do, but they also remind me of the fucking Porgs from Star Wars Episode Seven, which I know you haven't watched any Star Wars. Movies I've seen a few at this but, point, but yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so they remind me of that, and it's just like, and it's like, okay, yeah, you know, you, sure, you could turn this into a stuffed animal, but um, I don't know. It's it's just one of those things that like I I just enjoy the. It looks clean. Everything about what I've I, seen looks clean. Yeah, I enjoy the. Um, the very just lighthearted, viscerally joyful nature of the trailers that they're showing. Oh yeah, man, I agree. I agree. It's nice. It's refreshing. Uh, Jim Ryan, the head honcho over at PlayStation, in regards to CD Projekt Red Cyberpunk 2077, recently stated that uh, PlayStation didn't want to sell a game that was a bad experience, and there's still no word on when the game is going to come back to the PSN. So that's also from Push Square. Uh, I don't know if this game's ever coming back to PSN, dude. If I'm being completely, maybe that'll be the E3 announcement. Hey, it's fucking back! And then there'll be a I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if that's the case. Yeah. I think I, dude, honestly, I I can see it coming back maybe with the PS5 release, but you know, I just I'm kind of with Jim Ryan. I mean, I I'm of two minds of this, right? Because with when I'm with like I say. I'm kind of against Jim Ryan in this because I feel like people should be able to make their own decisions about whether or not the game is a steaming pile of shit and they should be able to buy it if they want to. I enjoyed it. And literally, literally the reason why Sony has taken this down from their store is not because of some like, oh, we're trying to protect the consumer from some Right, it wasn't that because they game. allowed it on the store. It's because they don't want to deal with the refund. That's the reason. That's why it's not on the store. So, you know, I just think that it could be a long time before it comes back. I agree. I agree. I think we, I think we got to wait still. The Persistence, which was released as a PSVR game, is now getting a PS5 enhanced non-VR version. I looked at some of this. It didn't look mind-blowingly good or anything. I played the demo. I didn't really enjoy it. I think it's got some traction. Some people are interested, but it just seems like a lot of work to put into something that was mediocre at best when it was released but that was a news point uh, a thing I didn't know existed which I talked about earlier um, briefly is Witcher Con has been announced to take place on July 9th 2021 which is really exciting for me because I really want to see The Witcher 3 on PS5 but I would love even more to see The Witcher 1 and 2 also come to PS5 as remasters using The Witcher 3's engine and textures but this is a collaboration um, between Netflix and CD Projekt Red. So, WitcherCon is a thing on July 9th. The Witcher is so big, it gets its own con. Dude, everything has a fucking con. I Yeah, G.I. Joe's dude. Joe cool. Con, dude. I mean, I don't... If, if they come out and they say, hey, we're remastering one and two and putting it on console, great. I hope fucking CD Projekt Red's not doing it because if they're doing it then it means they're not working on Cyberpunk. It's done and that's why so, Cyberpunk shit the bed because they were just working yeah, on it. I, I mean that would be cool but yeah I mean this is kind of 
I don't know. I'm a Witcher fanboy, so flaccid news. I was excited about the Witcher Con thing. Anyways, moving forward, last news point: more game studios are hosting their own events, so we can add Annapurna to the list. They've announced showcased event for July 29th. Of course, studios known for the well-known received IP Outer Wilds and the upcoming PS5 game Stray. So they're making. They're in the good graces of a lot of people right now in Aperna. They're getting their own. Uh, they're doing their own showcase. I think Bethesda were the first people to do this, right? Uh, no. I mean, before that, there was because Bethesda, as a publisher, did it. It wasn't Bethesda Game Studios that did it. Yeah. So if you're talking about a developer doing their own showcase, maybe it's the first one. Maybe. But as a publisher that's not a first party doing their own yeah, showcase, I guess you're right. you know, there's been a lot. We're seeing a lot of a lot of this stuff happen, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird, especially since we didn't have an E3 last year. So a lot of people... Anyways, hey, uh, again, I just feel as our podcast, we got to give Push Square another big shout-out for doing all the heavy lifting for our show. I literally get on there and just look at news stories so we can just chat about them. Um, but we can uh, just pretty much talk about their uh, homework assignments, and uh, it's kind of nice. So one thing, um, the Push Square had a uh, what was announced at the Summer Game Fest kickoff, and I did watch this um, already, and I wanted to talk briefly about some of the things, because there were some interesting things, Jake, that they brought up. Um, most notable, we did get an Elden Ring um, dated for January 22nd, and we got a trailer for, El- for Elden Ring, which was a big So deal. I watched... I watched the trailer for Elden Ring yeah. and it literally looks like every fucking from software, from software game, yeah, game yeah. that's ever been released. And so I have zero excitement for it. It looks like there's until more they story. Co- until they come out and say, like, to be fair, I watched it without the sound on because I watched it at the beginning <laughs> of the podcast. Um, but like, but like, I don't, I don't have interest. I mean, there are very few of these games that I really want to play. And... Bloodborne, I enjoyed, but I got to a point where it was just I didn't want to play it anymore because I was just sick of being frustrated. Yeah. It's weird that I stuck around for with Returnal as long as I did, but I don't know, man. I, I, the the freaking you know the what do they call them the the Soulsborn fanatics, whatever the hell right? they are. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they're shitting their pants over this game, which is great. You know, I think it's great for the. I think From Software is a phenomenon in the gaming industry, and that's awesome. But uh, I, until I see something that leads me to believe that this is going to be anything less than the average from, from Software game, I have very little excitement for it. Fair enough. Death Stranding. Uh, Hideo was on the uh, Game Fest kickoff. Summer Game Fest kickoff, and he announced that Death Stranding is getting a director's cut, and it's coming to PS5. Now, what was really notable about this trailer was, we see Norman Reedus inside, like, a warehouse, right? And he's fucking looking around and shit, and he's he's trying to be all stealth. There's, like, some soldiers in this warehouse, walking back and forth. It was weird, man. And then Norman looks over, and he sees, like, a vent. And you can tell, like, his gears are turning, right? And he's looking at the vent, and then he, his eyes pull up, and he's looking at this shelf, and there's a fucking cardboard box. And you're like, what is going on here? And Norman takes his cardboard box, 
and he like empties it and all these oranges come out of it and then he just sits it like a cardboard box would, would sit on the ground with the opening and he's just kind of looking at it and he's kind of like looking around and all these guards these two guards are walking around down below and he's looking and then he jumps up and he lands inside the box and he just goes real low and you can't fucking see him and you're like oh shit this is awesome like what are they doing like what is Hideo Kojima doing like he I guess he's allowed to do it it's just a fucking box and a character jumps in it just, you can't, they can't say you can't do that so is he bringing that's really crazy is he bring, you gotta watch it is he bringing stealth Metal Gear Stealth 2 Death Stranding on the director's cut is there gonna be some extra cool shit like some DLC where like there's some sneaking around I didn't I never finished Death Stranding I didn't play it at all um but it got me excited just watching this because the way Norman Reedus' character is he looks like a badass like Snake in this he looks badass and he looks like he's like looking like he's kind of quiet you know and he grabs his fucking box and he empties it and the oranges come out and he gets in it and I'm like yeah this is fucking great so I got real I'm excited sure it's, man. it sounds super fan servicey. I, I mean I wonder if it Dude, really means anything it was what would be cool, cool is if shit. like in the trailer they did that uh, uh, I don't know if you remember but in like most of the Metal Gear games like especially the <sighs> older ones when you would die you know, one of the one of the characters would be like, yeah, 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 yeah. and it would be like, burr, 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 yeah, dude. Oh, burr, I heard burr, that. I heard that. And then so it would be like times. the gunshot. It would be the gunshot that would fucking echo. Yeah, right, right, right. Like it would be so cool if like he got in the box and then they like discovered him and it was like the broom. <laughs> like, oh, dude. I, dude, they, there's probably only so much he could do without having Cap, having Konami literally shit on his fucking face, but. Well, you know how yeah, he's I, real cryptic too, man. He's cryptic, so maybe that's his way of saying that, like, he's working on a Metal Gear game or some sort of. What if he did like a sequel or a prequel to all the Metal Gear, Metal Gear games and just called it something fucking else, dude, and continued the story somehow? He could do that. I mean, he can't technically like come out and say that it's tied to Metal Gear. Otherwise, it'll be he wouldn't have to. Konami will have to sign off on it. But there have been rumors for a long time of Konami possibly working with someone like Sony on continuing the Metal Gear franchise. What if, and yeah, go ahead. If if maybe, you know, Konami's like, look, we're not dealing with this fucking guy, but we will sell you the license and we're not going to say who you can or cannot work with. Right. To make it. Oh, man. Could right. So, like. Sony's just the middle person. Just the as mediator. a kind of sky thing. Imagine Sony's second party makes a fucking Metal Gear game ah. and it's done by Kojima Productions. And maybe Norman Reedus is, like, the fucking next snake. Dude. Oh. And it, like. Ties Death Stranding and Metal Gear together, like there would be this really. And he's fuck, fucking. They could, there could be this really cool thing. Like uh, none of this is. Gonna and he be rips true. around I, on I like a motorcycle like and shit, stuff. like a futuristic motorcycle, like they did. But like Norman Reedus, yeah. he's so badass. Like, like maybe the Death Stranding happened in the Metal Gear universe. Yeah, we don't Death know. Could the event that leads? Yeah. So like that would be really, really cool. You gotta watch, like, dude. Just watch that. 
that's like some that's like some Kojima shit. Like I could definitely see yeah. that happening. Dude, just watch I mean, watch the thing, watch the video cuz you'll get excited just watching it cuz I was like, no, they're not. They're not. Oh shit. Is he going to get in that box? There's no way he's going to get in the box. It's just a tease. <laughs> and then he fucking got in it. And I was like, "What? You took it too far." I'm guessing he's probably just being cheeky, but oh, just man. promoting Death Stranding, but it would be cool if it came back to Metal Gear. He did talk a lot about predicting the future before they showed that. He said part of being a game developer is that he wants to have all of his games rooted in some sort of reality to make social commentary, think about stuff. But he also has to think about, you know, what the future holds and stuff. And then they showed that trailer. And I was like, man, this is there's too much connect in here. Like, it's weird. But that, dude, that's a game I would be real excited for, a Kojima Metal Gear fucking gamers eat something dude i've said it i've said it before on this podcast but nobody makes a trailer a video game trailer like kojima that fucking metal gear solid 5 trailer that goes through like all of the fucking metal gear games oh, and it's got man. that it's got that quiet theme over it so like good. that is one of the great like that's up there with the fucking mad world trailer for Gears of War like as like to me like greatest trailers of all time for video games mm. like so good mm. that one that one like if you kind of pair it with the the uh the one that had the garbage song on oh, that was a good one uh, too yeah not your kind of people or whatever yeah. yeah like great great fucking trailers so like I would love for him to come out and he did good trailers for Death Stranding too I mean it was just nobody knew what the fuck was going on so yeah. like it didn't hit as hard still don't know what's but, going like, on man I, I gotta yeah. try that game that game is bizarro dude I played like the first I don't know five hours of it I need to I need to get back into it to be honest with you I, w- I do want to finish it <laughs> That's a good but it winter is really game, wacky maybe. yeah well hey Sony announced a partnership with Deviation Games to make a new IP there was nothing literally nothing was said they said we don't have anything to show um Tiny Tina's Wonderland. This is straight from Push Square. Their summary. Tiny Tina's Wonderland is a fantasy borderland spinoff coming next year. Don't really care. Salt and Sacrifice confirmed for PS5 and PS4 out next year. That's an update. That's a sequel to Salt and Sanctuary, I believe. So that's kind of big news. Um, Koch? Coke? Coke? K-O-C-H? Koch? Is it Koch? Media announces new publishing label Prime Matter with 12 upcoming games. Okay, Two Point Campus officially announced coming next year on PS5. That looked kind of dumb. I saw that. Now, this one was kind of... They had... Uh, who's the... Who's, Jeff Goldblum was on here, and uh, they, they showed a Jurassic World Evolution 2 trailer, which looked really good on PS5, PS4 this year. That looked pretty cool, actually. And uh, you guys know I was a... a uh, supporter of the dark pictures anthology house of ashes got another trailer it looks cool it's like them going to iraqi bunker and then there's a ghost down there and stuff um a new tales of arise story trailer shows more cool looking party members bruce campbell introduced the evil dead the game on ps5 ps4 this game looked awesome i want to go back and revisit the the video on that the evil Mm. dead game looked awesome Endless. I have to look that up. Yeah. Big Evil Dead fan. I Dude, it looks, don't know how well it would translate to a game, but it looks. I mean, it, it almost looked like the the Friday Thirteenth game from what I could tell, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'd like to look at it a little more. I was kind of cruising through this um, before putting the notes together, but Endless Dungeon shows us the ropes and new gameplay trailer, and then promising action RPG Tribes of Midgard lands on PS5, PS4 in July. So 
some a lot of stuff was announced today at the uh, Summer Game Fest. If you guys want to check out more of that, you guys can go to Push Square and check out their article on it. It looks pretty cool. Or just go to YouTube and look for the videos or whatever. But I will say there was something that was notable about it that uh, nobody – it's not guaranteed to come to console. But Metal Slug, that uh, kind of arcade game, the platformer game uh, that I love so much, um, they're making a Metal Slug Tactics turn-based game. And it looked awesome. And it's coming to PC, but I hope to hell it comes to uh, uh, consoles afterwards. I hope it makes it to consoles. So if you guys are... It looks so cool, dude. It was still retro-looking and stuff. It was awesome-looking. Metal Slug Tactics. Yeah, I mean, Metal Slug is cool. I mean, uh, a tactics game kind of in that universe would be really like neat. Bombing grenades sure. and shooting people and like trying to get through levels. Yeah, it, was, it looked really cool. So, hey, um, Jake, new games coming. Uh, if they, if I don't say PS5, just assume they're all PS4. June 7th, Track Breakthrough Gaming Arcade. June 8th was As Divine Menace Chivalry 2 for PS5. And PS4, Cooking Simulator, Neptunia Reverse on PS5, PS4, Orbital Racer, Paradox Error, The Elder Scrolls Online, PS5, Ultimate Ski Jumping, Video Poker, June 9th, we have Alba, A Wildlife Adventure for PS5, PS4, June 10th, Chikoroi, A Colorful Tale on PS5, PS4, Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, June 10th on PS5, The Ninja Gaiden Master Collection on the PS4, and then uh, June 11th, Guilty Gear Strive, PS5, PS4, and Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart on PS5. So all these games are already out. They are, but they came out uh, recently, and you can find them on the PSN if you're interested. Jake, is there anything closing that you would like to talk about on the show? You did not play uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, No, 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 no. I really do want to play the Intergrade um, DLC with Yuffie. Mm -hmm. I think I do want to play that. So I will get to that at some point. I need to finish Ratchet first. Yeah. Um, and I may um, I may play a bit more Outer Worlds. Outer... What the fuck am I playing? Outriders. Too many outs. Um, I'll probably play a little bit more of that before... Dude, I, I, I'll be honest. I mean, I don't have a problem with the $70 new price Dude, for games tax and shit though it, it adds up but it does it does kind of hit you a little harder when you like when you go to buy a game and you see that like after taxes it's like 75 dollars you're like ah, that's almost 100 bucks it's do i click okay like it's a, you know what i mean yeah, dude. It, it's hard it's definitely a hard pill to swallow like again from an economic standpoint, I have no issue with it whatsoever. Yeah. I think games need to go up in price, but it's 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 very tough pill to swallow, especially when you know I just bought Returnal, I just bought Ratchet and Clank, I just bought the so, show. Yeah, dude, I know. You know, it's it's a it's a tough money. That's that's why something like Game Pass is so amazing. Yeah. And I know this is a PlayStation podcast, and I'm not really an Xbox gamer. I just like enjoying what you know xbox has to offer on game pass um i'll probably watch 
at least highlights from the Xbox and Bethesda showcase on Sunday, just because I'm really like, that's like really, really kind of a big thing in the industry. I'm kind of curious what's going to happen. You got to know your enemy, man. And, uh, so I'll be like, maybe next podcast, we can talk a little bit about what they show there. Hopefully something, something cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have a lot of homework uh, to do this week, but anyway, yeah, I do want to play that integrate. I didn't realize it came out yesterday. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Usually like they, they like put this shit on like the fucking PlayStation store or something. But every time I turn on my PlayStation, it's like, watch this dumb TV show you don't give a shit about. I'm like, okay, well maybe you can f- fucking feed me some game ads. Yeah. I mean, Instagram and Facebook and all these things on my phone know exactly what I want when I need it. I mean, can't PlayStation like do a little bit of uh, cookie searching and get us the shit we were actually interested they know what games we purchased in the past why don't they just throw that shit back in our face yeah i don't know I, I i don't really have like you would think i have purchased and beat the resident evil 7 or fuck what is it final fantasy 7 remake jesus it's late like, it's late listeners you would think that they could be like oh this game this applies to him and it came out Today, maybe splash it on the screen. He might be interested. I mean, he's probably not, but he's. But no, you just go ahead and keep fucking force feeding me ads for shit that's on Disney Plus that I'm never gonna watch. Dude, here's the thing. I bought. Uh, we'll go a little off topic before we close out the show. I I bought a quad lock phone mount case for for the motorcycle right for gps so i can just have my mm. map thing have you have you seen those quad lock things they're, yeah they're, they're cool they're not cheap they're really good they look awesome they look reliable looked up reviews you got that got the xr case for it in the mount for the handlebars and stuff I, i'm excited to get it dude because i don't I, you know that i i don't i've got a small bike i don't want to get on the highways i don't want to like get roped into like so when i go out riding dude I just want it like if I see like a like a country road or something, I don't know where the fuck it goes. I want to go on it and just fucking cruise and just relax and go out for a nice ride, you know. But the problem is is like I don't know where I'm at half the time. So I end up at a place and I'm like, how do I even get back? And then I'm like digging in my pocket and I'm trying to fucking Google and like, where am I supposed to go next? What roads do I need to take? So dude, having a handlebar thing is awesome, I think. I don't have it yet, but I'm, I'm so excited to put it on there and just go riding and not worry about getting lost. But uh, that aside, I was on Instagram looking at G.I. Joe figures and then all of a sudden I get an advertisement for uh, motorcycle outerwear. Like jackets and shirts and boots. And it's like, what? Why can't Sony know like what we want? Like I bought a mounting. They don't even, it's not even exclusive to motorcycles. Quadlock make like bicycle things. They make stuff for like, you know, side by sides and motorcycle mounts. But like somehow Instagram knew that I had bought an, a motorcycle mount. And they're like, oh, to go with that mount, why don't you check out some of this motorcycle gear? And I'm like, this is so crazy. Like, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with targeted ads because it makes my life easier. Some people don't like that shit. But, like, at the very least, PlayStation, just let us see the shit when it's coming out. Like, we own the shit. We own the games. You know what games we have. We bought them from you. Like, feed us that shit. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, like, to me, it's like, you know, I'm not super stingy. So if you just remind me that this yeah. fucking game came out. Yeah. 
maybe I would buy it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, cause I, you know, you should know based on my usage history that the only media that I consume on my PlayStation that is not video games, that's video content is either Netflix or Hulu. Yeah. I don't use Disney Plus. Right. I don't use HBO Max. I don't use all the other stuff. Stop trying garbage, to sell like it to Peacock you. And all this bear. Like, like, why are you feeding me this shit? Like, I don't give a crap about any of that. I don't, I don't care about the fucking Mandalorian. I mean, I do, but I, I'm not going to pay for Disney Plus to watch it's it. It's fantastic. Like, you, you need to, like, you need to care. <laughs> I, like I said, I, 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 this one of those shows that I want to watch, but I, I kind of want to wait till it's all over and just yeah, watch nah, the whole makes thing sense. at once. That makes sense, sure. But because I, I love Star Wars, so I'm in, I'm into it. Yeah. But I, I mean, we're getting off topic here. Basically, the yeah. whole concept is why the up. hell can Sony not just like be like, hey, by the way, I know that you fucking bought and beat Ratchet and Clank in 2016 maybe you would like ratchet and clank rift apart just saying yeah but no i had to know that it was coming out i had to go to the store and then i had to look for the fucking game yeah. and then download it and buy it or buy it they ought to it. just send so, you a like, notification like yeah like you said like hey by the way we thought you might be interested in this it's all. Some people don't like their ad, their their ads violated by or their vi- privacy violated yeah. by ads or whatever. Yeah. But like, and I get that. But at the same time, it's like, look, that's that's kind of you know every single time you you don't read that thing and you click accept, you're agreeing to all that shit. Like you're agreeing to all of this. And shit. And if you don't agree, so, to it, you can't play the game. So yeah. So like, you might as well just be like, okay, they're gonna freaking serve me what they think I want to buy yeah. so that I'll buy stuff. Like, I don't know. I, anyway, it, it doesn't matter. I, I just, I just wish that Sony was a little bit more proactive about, cause I literally, until we talked about it, I completely forgot yeah. that Intergrade came out yesterday. Well, I also wish that our listeners were a little more proactive, Jake, and they would send us some music so we could have them on our closing track. We haven't had music for a closing track for a while, so unfortunately there's no more closing track uh, for the show uh, this episode. We need some submissions. Make sure you don't forget, if you want to have your original music featured on the show where you have a friend who's in a band or you make music or whatever, send an MP3 to our email account, P.S. This is awesome along with your band name and the title of the song, and I would love to put it on our show. Share with our listeners. So without- Maybe you're a slam poet. Yeah, and you yeah, want to introduce you- some slam poetry or whatever. I mean, maybe you maybe you just want to practice reciting, you know, Lincoln's inaugural address. Whatever it is, send that in to us, and we'll put it on. Nah, I, I think that's public domain. I don't think we get in trouble for that. But hey, it's all good. Yeah, if you want to recite some mad we just like mad art, libs, if we you- just like art. Yeah, if- fuck. If you want to, you you just want to like make up words or it something. It doesn't have to know. be super awesome or or and and honestly, we don't even care if it's if it's not very good, if you think it's not very good or if people think The most popular suck. music in the world right now is beeps and boops anyway, so who gives a shit? Seriously. So <laughs> Just send us some shit so we can put on to the end of our show. Um, Jake and I make plenty of music, but like I said, I don't like to inundate our listeners with our own stuff just because it's not the reason we're doing this. Um, but maybe one of these shows you're going to have to listen to Fred and the Flood or you know One by Land or maybe we'll throw an old Torbentine song on or something. But I wish like not that not that I like I I want 
original music to stand out and I want people to like mm-hmm. um you know submit original music and all that but like I wish that like the freaking royalty thing wasn't such a pain in the asshole because I would love to do you know a segment between the two of us where we like shared some of our favorite music yeah you know what I mean like like some things where we're just because we talk about music all the time we talk obviously we're in a band together and all that but like it would be cool just to kind of inspire the listeners to sort of look into different things like because we don't only love video games you know we both love sports and golf and motorcycles and and music and and all that kind of stuff like it would be cool to like yeah we're going to talk about video games for 95 percent of the podcast (laughs) and we may bitch about life for another three percent of the podcast yeah but maybe you know for the last two percent we could be like hey look my recommendation for the day almost like a pirate radio thing where it's like my recommendation for this week is like yeah go fucking listen to you know tonight tonight by the smashing i mean we can still say that that, but we couldn't sample it on the show we can't sample we can't play it right we can't be like oh hey you know like check out this song and this is why i fucking like it listen to this part yeah you know what i mean go listen to wall of death (laughs) yeah yeah, listen to the Wall of Death. It's such a good song, dude. It's so good. It is. It's just catchy, dude. I know. We need to cover it. All right. Anyways, man, let's let the listeners go. Thanks for being with us this whole time, and thanks for coming back and listening to our show repeatedly. And uh, thanks for telling everybody about it. And you know, we really do appreciate those who write in, even if it's just a YouTube comment, it gives us something to kind of bring up on the show. Um, without you doing that, we, we would have lost out on some conversations. So appreciate that. So, like Strider, Shadow of Mordor, and Sackboy, a big adventure. P.S. Yes. This, is this is awesome. awesome. All right. Good episode.